All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Ramchuk. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 194 of the Real Life Podcast. Oh, as I choke on a bite of pizza and welcome in everyone to the pod. I've become like Jay. I eat on. Oh, my God. Someone talk. I was just, no, uh, let him choke. I, let him choke. I, welcome I, to real life, everyone. You're <laughs> your rap check. Uh, I'm a legend. I saw you take that bite and I thought to myself, what is he thinking? Does he know the exact <laughs> timing? Is he going to hit the post? And true Jay fashion. Oh. Nope. Man. He's been doing this a lot though lately. He's on 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 Radio on Fridays. He is he's got like a mouthful of fucking trail mix all the time. He's eating pizza. Uh, it, it's a whole man. sometimes he leaves the room to get more <laughs> stuff. I and I've honestly up until this little incident here, which I could edit out, but I'm not. I, I've been perfect at it. I've been very professional, but forgive me, I've been up since like four in the morning today. I had to work with Dustin Nielsen and that show and then I did another show and then I had to rush home. I got home like ten minutes ago and all I had the time to do was put this miniature pizza in the in the air fryer. So I'm running a little low, but that's okay. Episode one ninety four of the Real Life Podcast, as I was saying. Uh Chalmers, you are in your truck. It looks like you are going golfing. <laughs> I am. I'm going out to the links right now to play a practice round with my nephew because he qualified for the under nineteen championships this weekend, Alberta championships this weekend. So I'm gonna go out there. We're gonna we're gonna play the course, look for the best places to land his ball, and and uh, read the greens and take some notes and try to get him as prepared as possible. And it's pretty impressive because he's only a 16 year old kid and he's uh, wow. he's really good. Now, Chalmers, I've been playing golf with you since we were 14. I don't yeah, want to give you praise for anything, but you're an excellent golfer. In that time, I've never seen you hit an off tempo shot. You're one of the best low iron strikers I've ever seen. Can you beat your nephew? So yes, we the the last we played twice last year and I beat him. This year, we went out to my golf course and he, you know, he's been practicing a lot and he said this is going to be the year I beat you. I'm going low and I beat him by three. So today is going to be another test. You know, it's a friendly competition between us because you can't let your 15 year old nephew beat you. I thought he was 16. Um, yeah, first of all, you know, sorry, sorry. Yes, got Benjamin 16. Button disease. No wonder he's so good. How old is he really? 80? He's 16. He just got his driver's license. That's why I messed that up. But yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, no, he's he's really good, but he still can't take down the champ yet. So we'll see. If, we'll see what happens today. When you well, say yeah, coming, what, if we, he's coming to the golf course, Travers in a purple CRX doing e-brake turns to get to the tee time on time, wearing a Kangol hat and a tank top and ten silver chains, I'll be impressed. Nobody has that kind of swag, buddy. You did. I saw yeah. you do that. Roll up at Interclub and shoot a smooth 70. 
whatever what's the hell it was. What's the 2020 version of that, what you just described, Wanya? <laughs> Roll up in a Tesla with eight pairs of uh, earbuds on? Yeah. What's, uh, so he's good for a 16-year-old, obviously, competing at the under-19 division. What's he shooting? Like, what's what's good at that oh. level? Like, what would he need to win that tournament? Oh, to win that? You know, under-19, I'm guessing there's some 19-year-olds in Alberta that can probably go real low, probably scratch. Uh, probably, you know, in tournaments, it's a little different. I know these kids probably play, you know, and, and can be scratch golfers, but in tournaments, your nerves get a little a little heightened, and you got people watching, and... You know, there's no fooling around out there. And so, you know, I'm going to guess that, if, you know, it'll be somewhere like two two to four over, I'm guessing, is probably going to win this thing. Okay. If somebody goes under, then that's really impressive for a 19-year-old. When we were kids, uh, there was a 19-year-old kid that played in Edmonton, and he pretty much ran it. And he was shooting oh, yeah. under. He was shooting under. His name was Danny Saul. He now, Wearing Walkmans and shit? Yeah, he was the first person to ever go to the range with a Walkman on and he, and he would strap it to behind him. And this isn't a small Walkman either. This is one of those yellow Sonys. Yeah, plays VHS tape. tape. Yeah, seriously. And he would and he would go out there and he'd practice and he, he now lives with VJ Singh and is one of VJ Singh's trainers. So he's caddy, isn't he? He caddy, sorry, yeah, yeah but he trained yeah, so he caddies for him and they wow. had this little uh this little quarantine uh team that they had to keep VJ tight uh in Florida. So He's carved himself a real nice career for from from a boy from Edmonton, you know. Hey Jay, you and I know a lot about the junior golf scene, correct? Uh, I, I'd like to say I know yeah. enough. How do you think Andy Canop will do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, there's an audience of three who will laugh. This kid. <laughs> well, we would right. compete in these tournaments at like 15, 16, 17. And this kid was like 10. He was and Tiger he, Woods, man. Well, he thought he was, but he wasn't. He had like a signature hat. Him around out there. Yeah. I would follow him around. He dressed fancy. I was intimidated oh. down to my toes by a 10-year-old. as an 18-year-old. I, I like, would love this kid's going to gonna win the Masters for sure. I would love to know uh, where he is. He's probably days. just like a normal guy. and doesn't realize there's 15 junior golfers from 20 years ago. He's still, still competing. And he's, he's competing at the U19 this weekend. <laughs> yeah, he has an age today. How do you remember this kid's name, man? That was 25, 30 years ago. Oh, I used was to memorable. stare. His dad had a psychic psychologist's office on 124 street and i could yeah. see an autographed photo from him to his dad in the uh waiting room i walked by as a kid no, and saw that he had a, yes yes what? you could i could it was to the right of the doorway you could see from 124 and one time i was walking by and saw the photo somehow and i was like oh my god he has a photo up inside an office he is tiger woods and i would drive by and look at that photo for years on the wall I hope this guy's listening. He is uh, no longer with us. And oh. By that I mean he moved to Leduc. Oh, he uh, he's still alive. He just moved out of Edmonton. Well, he might listen. We have listeners in Leduc. No internet in Leduc. Ah. No internet. Just like there's no, <laughs> no airport in Winnipeg. So, anyway, his favorite to win, I imagine. Old Andy Canis. Good show. You should like. You should see. Well, I'm I'm excited to see it when I get out there because I remember. There was not a big following, and there was not many kids that used to play when we would play when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And I imagine there's going to be like flag pulls up everywhere, like on swing the coaches and shit. Kids have entourages, yeah. probably an app well, helping them. My nephew actually played in a tournament early this year in Florida. Oh. <laughs> like it's next level, man. These kids, like he's he's you know he's in that that section of his life now where he's really got to focus on his grades. He also has a private coach that coaches him, and he, he lives in Calgary. Oh yeah, and he's like he's on a he's on the path to be you know getting himself a, a pretty good scholarship to go to the, you know the state somewhere. And uh, I mean, it's just crazy because I think I've said this on this podcast before, but if we knew, like I never knew that was possible as a kid yeah, that you I. could go to a, an American school as a Canadian kid if you just worked on it, right? And so like we would go, and we were good players as kids. But, like, we never applied ourselves the way the kids today do. Um, Jay, what tourney was that when I was your – was it the Westerns when I was your caddy? Yeah, the Western Canadians. Yeah. So we were, like, wearing jeans and neither of us had a yardage book. Like, it wasn't a professional operation. Where was that one? Sturgeon. Oh, you remember the one at Indian Lake? God, I remember oh, yeah. that golf I love that golf course. I think that was the Alberta Junior Juvenile. That was a – that was a blast. That I remember one time being like 14 and I went to the Victoria driving range for like a, 
some sort of weird kids tournament and a kid my age cleared the back fence of the range and I was like, well, I'm going to go home and learn a new sport because the children today are too strong. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, I'm going to actually follow this tournament this weekend. I, I would like to see how I would do against these kids as a 40-year-old <laughs> man who's pretty much leisurely drinks way too many drinks when he plays golf and usually folds up at about 15, 16 because I get a little shaky. There's two kinds of people at a golf tournament like that, Chalmers. They're either cheering for the kids or cheering against them. And I know every kid you watch hit a ball, you're sizing up. <laughs> Absolutely. Chalmers, how often do you still will you still break par? Oh, I've, I've, I haven't broken par in years. My best my best round is even like I've I've gone under par on front and back nines, but not consecutively. Oh, really? Um, yeah, my best round ever. I scored. I, I played two years ago, and I was I was two under going on to eighteen, and I doubled for a seventy one. Oh yeah, yeah, it got to me, man. I was yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it was it still haunts me, and people and people were like seventy one. That's amazing. Like really good job, and I was pissed. I was mad, man. I could have gone under, and I fucked it all up. It's weird watching you play golf cards because you're never out of play. You're always just in the fairway. You're always in the green. It's all very boring. There's no swashbuckling. You're never making recoveries. It's not like JR who hits a ball so toweringly high. You'll never, if anybody ever gets the chance to play with JR, he hits the ball so high that if he's a fairway over, he'll be in play. And you're just, you're like, he can just go over the trees and back to the green and he hits some of the most remarkable recovery shots. So he plays yeah, for no, the no, viewer, Chalmers. He plays for the viewer, whereas you do right. not because you're selfish. And you That's always true. want to be in play, and you always want to get a gur, and you never want to chip in. And it's always tight play. Yeah. See, we were we were so lucky when we were kids because we lived close to the golf course and we could ride our bikes. And so what we would do is we'd play like 140 rounds a year. What? And we'd go and we'd, oh, yeah, yeah. we'd be the first tee time out at like 6:45, 7 o'clock in the morning, and we would finish our round, and then we'd go up, we'd go into the clubhouse, and we'd have lunch. Um, at that time when we were a kid, you couldn't play. You could play before 10 and after 5. So we'd, we'd play before 10. Time to kill for and, a few hours. And then we'd go. We'd, we'd, yeah, we'd, 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 go, we'd go play crib or we'd go to the driving range or we'd go do tests at like 5. 15. We'd be playing like two rounds. And it was like, it, we were so lucky, man, to have that because it probably kept us out of a lot of trouble. We were at the golf course almost every day. 100%. That's insane, man. I wish I could golf 140 rounds a year. That was oh. that was that was strictly between like the yeah. age of 13 and 17. 16. Yeah. Uh, a little bit longer. We kept it going a little bit. Not that much, though. Just no, not that once, much. No, once no. you could start partying. That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That muddied the waters yeah. a bit. I remember Chalmers one time. Remember how we would clear our crib tabs at the end of the month? Oh, yeah. Being like stressed how much money I owed you at the end of the month and like making <laughs> sure I had my cash. And then being like, this month's a new month. I'm going to kick his ass and, like, lose $3 on the golf course, $5 upstairs, and be like, shit, fuck. Man, the stats, the, stats, the stats we used to eat, we used to have on the lockers we taped, uh, like, these running totals of crib debt. We'd have <laughs> shipping competition debt. Yeah. We'd have, like, of you know, our skins debt. And it was just, like... It was like my retirement We're not all better accountants. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I'm like, well, I can always rely on my locker money. Yeah, it was fun. It was good times. And now these kids have swing coaches. They have no fucking. Now they have, yeah. So, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, going going golfing out to the the lake. <laughs> it was nice. Well, I asked Chalmers why he was in his truck, and it turned into 12 minutes of podcast content. That is uh that is yeah, good stuff. Sorry. That is what I know. <laughs> yeah. That is what I like about this podcast. You can throw an innocent looking topic out there, and. Uh, It'll stretch. Wanya, when is how often do you golf? Do you still get out a few times a year? At the moment, in the past little while, I'm uh, not in the mix. But back in the day, I kept up. Yeah. That's how I met all these cats, was golfing. So all my buddies that I had when I was in high school and into university, they weren't from school. They were all from golfing. It was awesome. Man learned to play golf. Man learned to become a man. You know how you do. I would say that we should do some sort yeah. of real life golfing day. Maybe we like record the podcast while we golf. Um, but I'm terrible, and I don't need to embarrass myself like that. Well, it's not about yeah, how hard you're. Is, okay, so in, in in our in my life now, like when I go golfing, 
I try like very, very quickly to ease people from getting too stressed out. Cause I know how it can be stressful going golfing with people who have played their whole life. And, and I don't want to be that jerk off. I want to be the guy that's like real fun to play golf with these days. Cause I went through a stretch probably about 14, 15 where I wasn't very easy to play with. And uh, I learned very quickly. <laughs> that's when I knew you friends. were in your heyday. It was good times. I always I'm, enjoyed the show, but it was quite the show. Yeah, it was quite the show. So? I was a little bit of a, I was a little oh, bit of a hothead, club. you know. He, I, uh, he yeah. threatened us with violence. Allow me, Chalmers, I'll answer this. Jay, maybe you can weigh <laughs> in. He throws clubs, he threatened us with violence, he'd lose his ever-loving shit and not talk for 20 minutes. I can remember being like, I'm probably going to get into a fight with Chalmers if he misses his cut. He get mad, next, about, he, he get yeah. mad at us for breathing in his back. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah yes, I would. And But, but you were good, though. You were a good player, so it's okay. You're temperamental, <laughs> but you delivered. But see, that's why I never won. We had we had we only had a junior club championship, and then we had a junior of the year, and di- and bar, like I think you guys all won a junior of the year. I think <laughs> I never even sniffed it, and uh, and Jr. won junior club championship a couple times. I think. Close, yeah. Then there yeah, was the I'm, year he fucked me over, so I couldn't win, and then I stole the trophy and still have it. <laughs> One of the first times getting seriously drunk. Was that the last year we were allowed to be juniors here? Oh, something like that. I and so, I go yeah. out in career. I'm by no means a good golfer. And I career some way to the first round lead. And then Jay was like, you know what we got to do is stay loose. We should go out tonight. And this is in the beginning of going out. And I shot 100 the next day and threw up in a sand trap. Jesus. <laughs> he, took you, he took you to water. He didn't make you drink it. We went to Cowboys. That was even better than water. But then what I did was I stole the first flight championship uh, trophy, which I still have. That's not good. So champions are made. Not good. Give me a break, Chalmers. Everybody else in that junior tournament is dead of natural causes. Uh. Uh, the only time I've ever embarrassed myself on the golf course is at the last nation tournament when I golfed with Jappa. And I, I wasn't drunk or anything. I just legitimately golfed worse than I've ever golfed in my life. I golfed so bad, it was embarrassing. I couldn't hit a drive more than 50 yards. But you know what? The guys from Jappa, they were great about it. And they understood I was having a bad round, and they still made it fun. Because that's what you get at Jappa. Actually, I don't know where I'm going with this. But Jappa, they do give you service with a smile. (laughs) JappaMachinery.com. Check them out now. They are the number one sponsor of the Real Life Podcast. Who's listening to music right now? Yeah, what are you, listening to music while you're on a podcast? Well, I have to. I had to create some kind of sound distortion. I decided I was sitting in the office. I should probably go outside and enjoy this beautiful day. So I got up and uh, Any, now I'm walking you outside. Anything you can do to get moving around and make that microphone sound like crap. Yeah, <laughs> you were sitting in a quiet, noise-controlled office, and you went, "You know what? I'm going to go see if it's an absolute wind tunnel outside and drive the producer of this podcast absolutely bananas." Um, it's not that bad, is it? No, you're not bad right now, but. One gust of wind, and I'm going to lose it. Holy shit. This is why you can't golf your M shot. Golf teaches you to calm down when you're under the gun. Right, Chalmers? Oh, yeah. You can't be stressed out and golf well. You have to teach yourself to calm down. It's one of the best things about it. I've been golfing a good amount this year, actually. I'm proud of myself. The thing about this uh, practice round is I do tee off at 150. So I'm going to be arriving at the golf course in around seven minutes to eight Mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I'm probably going to have to do a... Do we still do the pop-in? What's the sponsor for the pop-in? No, so we don't do that. The Oodle Noodle pop-in? The Noodle Noodle pop-out. Yeah, brought to you by Spring Rolls. So, uh, I don't know. Is there any hot button topics you need my uh, quick opinion on? Or? <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few of them we can Jeez. do quickly here. Um, <laughs> Let's do but one. Of course, like whatever Tolbert needs. I feel like, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's called a... It's called, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's, I'm just, I'm telling you what's going to happen, man. I like that it isn't you have something you want to say, is that you want to just get to the fucking gist of the matter and be asked for cake. Oh, I got stuff I want to talk about, like Frank well, DeChambeau. What are any of those words? Yeah, okay. That is a profession. Yeah, let's that get into DeChambeau, because I had to yeah. talk about this on the radio today and keep it PG. But holy okay. shit, Bryson DeChambeau is such a massive piss baby. And I say massive now because he's jacked as hell and he's really good at golf. But like, fuck, man, you shot bad out what of the happened? bunker. What happened? So this golfer, Bryson DeChambeau, won this weekend, won the tournament. He's probably the most talked about golfer on the tour right now. But he wins the tournament. But during the final round or the third round, he basically had a bad shot. And then a cameraman 
who was not like a paparazzi, like someone working for the broadcast, followed him basically straight from the bunker to his next tee off. And DeChambeau got pissed and was like, why are you following me so much? And the guy's like, <laughs> you're leading the tournament and you just had a bad shot. Like, obviously, and he he was all mad because he's like, these cameras are following us too much right now. And what if I get mad? I'm vulnerable. It could be bad for my image. And it's like, and dude. It's brand. And yeah. it's brand. And, he, and, and, and basically, this cameraman is doing his job. Yeah. You're, you're in the mix. You're top five in this tournament. And because of the way that you've positioned yourself this whole season so far, talking about your workout regimen, hitting 330 are in the air bombs. This guy is polarizing right now, and people want to watch it. So, of course, they're going to have a cameraman on him. So the cameraman does his job, follows him, just happens to, you know, be there for this bad shot, which he should have been. And Bryson's basically saying that, you know what, on an overall overall for all the cameramen, they should not be following us when we hit our bad shots. They should not televise our reactions because it could damage me personally. It could damage me as a brand. Oh, it is yeah, literally yeah, yeah. the biggest piece of baby bullshit I've ever heard. We're this getting an idea un- of your brand, whatever your name Believe is. Your brand is bitch. He's always had a problem with people. People are always constantly getting in his mentions. He's, you know, before his backstory is, he, was, he would always take a long time. He would take 90 seconds from the moment he stood up to his shot, like stood behind his ball, and then he would go and he would take 90 seconds. And it was his, his pre-shot routine. Well, that's a long 90 seconds. And guys were like, dude, you're killing us. Like, you, you, you can't be doing this. But he's also the very first of, like, the really analytical young yeah. guys, you know, where they come in and they're using calculus to, to, to talk about, like, the, the <laughs> He's a physics major, I believe. He's yeah. a physics major. And he's, used, you know, he's got all the same, same you know, length of clubs, like, He's different, and it could be cool, but he is making it so unlikable, and I just don't understand him. He wants all the publicity when he talks about his diet and his weight, and he wants to hit these huge bombs, but they don't. But he doesn't want them to show his bad shots. It's the crazy. Like I just, I, this is the, the one thing that I understand <laughs> about him is he's just not very self-aware, and like, no. I don't know, and, you know, like he kind of just comes off as like a, you know young kid who's uh you know been coddled his whole life and just acts like such a baby i just don't i just don't get it man yeah like for me and his problem isn't even like oh don't show my bad shots he's like don't show my reaction to my bad shots and it's like are you that much of a fucking like hothead and can't control your temper that you don't like oh man the whole thing is just stupid but he is he's an interesting golfer like i said the physics background and all that for a while on the tour he was putting like what do they call it? Like side saddle or whatever. Like he would stand facing like, like his chest facing the flag and putt that way. Yeah. Uh, he, all of his irons are the same length. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he does a and, bunch and of wood. yeah, they're all like the length of a six iron or something. Yeah. And he wears two gloves and three pairs of socks simultaneously. He's got a five and a half degree driver. Everybody else kind of probably uses around an eight to nine, you know? So like it's, it's just it's he's so showy, yeah, and then gets mad much. when that they show him. Too much. Just a hypocrite, man. This guy. Too much. Um, okay, so I got your take on DeChambeau, Chalmers. I'll uh, keep going through the list. I wanted to bring this up for the Oilers and the Leafs getting to play in their own home cities. Do you think, with empty crowds and with having to live in the bubble, there is a home ice advantage? If no. they no, if they, if they're living in the bubble, then no. Yeah, what's the advantage? Just because they they play in the arena that they normally play in? If they're allowed to use their own locker room, is that too much of an advantage? But, like, I mean, obviously I've never... I've seen video of the Oilers dressing room, but, like, what's the advantage? You get to play ping pong? Well, they're not going to let just the Oilers use their own room and then the rest of the Western Conference have to swap out the other one. Well, Well, I think they're going to have different rooms set up. But do the Oilers get exclusive use of their own dressing room? If so, it's a massive, well, not massive, it's a mild advantage. Yeah. Then make everybody, get dre- make everybody get dressed in Ford Hall, and then their dads yeah. have to carry them yep, to the rink right. yep. like in minor hockey. We have to wear skate guards and walk across 104. That's what I'm saying. Get dressed in your room, boys. That would be hilarious, and yes. But, like, Tyler, though, for real, what's the supposed advantage? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, like some of the advantages would be if Edmonton, you know, maybe knows the boards in the rink more. People are saying that could be an advantage. 
the general atmosphere of just being in the rink and being more comfortable with your barn. But being more comfortable with your surroundings, like early oh, on, they're boy. saying that could give them uh, a bit maybe. of an advantage. Who who's saying this? Who who's saying this? There's a piece up right now on TSN.ca from Travis Yost. It's been a fairly popular Travis piece of discussion. Yost. Well, you know, that's interesting. I can see like, like that's so minor. It's so minor. Yeah, give me a break. It, it to me, it's if the guys got to go home and sleep in their own beds and all that, then there would be an advantage. But they don't yeah. get to do that. The only in fact, I can in fact, I would is, say it would be more annoying that Connor McDavid is you know twenty minutes from his house and he has to stay in a fucking hotel. Yeah. So Connor McDavid can't stay at his house. No. No, they'd be part of the bubble. That, and, and so, and, and that's why it's I think fair. The only advantage I think they'd have is. They would know all the good restaurants to order takeout from. Yeah, yeah, but the, like, most meals are going to be team meals, though, right? No, but they have the ability to order to like like delivery orders and stuff it's like that. It's a huge advantage, man. It's a huge advantage. It's huge. You'd, you'd be Being able to, to interpret a skip the dishes score correctly and order the top ranked Chinese. That's food. right. Part of the advantage could be that Canadian players know what skip the dishes is, whereas American players might be like, "What do I use?" A. Yeah. And they just starve because yeah, then they, they yeah they starve do. right. Well, you guys that, that's the advantage. Did you guys talk like, the four the four um, on, on Nation Radio or Nation O and you guys posted the four protocols for it right? Yeah, and like it's pretty like it's pretty standard of what I thought it was going to be. I just don't understand why they're allowing them to leave <laughs> the bubble. So I don't know. I don't get it. I don't think it's going to be one bit of a home ice advantage at all. Now, Chalmers, there's going to be a lot of bus transportation, and I know that was a big concern of yours early on. Mm-hmm. You think we're going to be able to hold it up? You think we're going to be able to deliver on it? I sure hope so, man. That's it. It's a, I'll bet you anything there's some yeah, – I like that they're going to Terwilliger to play, and they're going to be playing in, like, a rec center. That's super cool for me. They I are? Like oh, yeah. They're going to be using Terwilliger. And I think Games. Games no, in Terwilliger. No, no practice. practice. Oh, practice. Oh, oh, but I think it's perfect because, like, that's one of the only rec centers that you can um, – you can shut off that portion of the rec yeah. center to the other portions of the rec center. So, uh, so it's a nice containment there, but I mean, buses getting from the JW Marriott to, uh, to Williger. I mean, I hope they got their shit tight. That's all I know. Imagine Chalmers. They just decided to play down super fast and had games in all the community rinks at once. They're like the devils are playing the predators at Tipton arena. Oh my God, Santa Rosa! Yeah, Santa Rosa. <laughs> Santa Rosa. They need the boys, all dress. Yeah, the boys are in those tiny rooms at Bill Hunter. Oh yeah, <laughs> they need like three dressing rooms for the whole team. Yeah, <laughs> Oliver Arenas hosting a playoff game. The uh, you know what? That would there would actually be to me. Oh, I know this is just land of make believe, but that there would be something charming about that, wouldn't there? If they got the cameras set up in a way that it was just in a minor league rink, the way everybody grew up playing, there'd be something kind of fun about that if they could actually make it work in a way that, you know, didn't look like shit. there's a there forevermore, like, in the pandemic of 2020, Oliver Arena hosted Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, it'd be fun. Like, this is the year where everything is weird, so embrace the weirdness. Yeah, see how far you can take it. The, take your shorts off on your own podcast. What? The other thing I saw today that is interesting, I doubt the league will let this happen, but I want to float it out to you guys. What if, to add some atmosphere to the arena, they gave every team a section in the lower bowl at Rogers Place, and if your team's not playing, you can go watch other games. Like, if it's Calgary versus Winnipeg, McDavid and Dryside on the boys can just be, like, sitting in the stands watching. Sick. Sick. It's just like minor hockey tournaments. Right. And that, I think that's what it would be like. You're talking about making it like charming or anything like having it. So if there's a big game, there's like 250, 300 sure NHLers in there. They'll be so bored. For sure. They'll do that. But is the be NHL going to allow them? Well, well, it's in the bubble. They're allowed to stay in the bubble. I think that's fine. If you're allowed to play a team on the ice, you should be allowed to sit one section over from them in the arena. It'd be interesting. They're all wearing their little tracksuits. Yeah. yeah. Like, it'd be just like a Bantam hockey tournament. Getting autographs from each other? Oh, my God. They're getting autographs. They can do what they do at the Brick Tournament, where after they all swap jerseys on the ice. Everyone yeah. can go out and swap jerseys with each other. They should let parents into the bubble. Let active NHL players' parents sit in the upper deck. Well, <laughs> I'm waiting I'm waiting to just see if there's, 
Yeah. I'm waiting to see if there's any NHLers that are going to bow out, kind of like David Price did in the MLB, where he's just like, wasn't Carey Price being a bitch already? Well, I think Carey yeah. Price is concerned about his infant children, but he's playing. Yeah, so David Price, he bowed out in the MLB. He's just like, he just, Tyler, I'm not a baseball guy, but he just got traded to the Dodgers, right? Yeah. So this would be his first season with the Dodgers. He's like, mm. you know what? I'm out. And actually, David Price has been in the news a lot. One, a bunch of MLBers have. David Price is due to make like north of 20 mil, and then you prorate that. But still, he's walking away from a ton of money. And also, when the Dodgers announced that they weren't going to pay their minor leaguers, David Price stepped up. And was like, I'll pay the minor leaguers then if you guys aren't going to do it. Um, and wow. he's he's oh, opting wow. out because, uh, again, his wife just had their second child. He has another young kid at home. Uh, Felix Hernandez opted out as well. Didn't Mike and, Trout say he may not play? Well, yeah, Mike Trout's been really vocal about the masks and stuff like that, too. There was that picture that kind of went viral of him rounding the bases at practice wearing a we, mask. We've said it, man. Daft Punk helmet. Yeah. Um, my question to you guys, so we're going to have 24 NHL teams come back to play. So you times that by 30 players per team. There's going to be a lot. If I set the over-under at 9.5 players opting out, would you take the over or the under? Under. Really? Over. Yeah. Why do you say under? Because, um, I, like I said, they, they're, they're, they're totally able to make their own opinion. But I, I feel like there's, there's a solidarity there amongst, like the PA side, the player side. That I just, I, 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 there will be a few. There'll be a few opt outs, but I just don't think it'll be that many. I'm going over. Dudes already made their money. Yeah, they've got the bulk of their money already in the bank from this past season. There's going to be guys that just, you know what? It, like I could see play in teams like like say a team like Montreal that I mean yes they're in the dance or whatever but they don't really have a chance at going that far I could see some players on Montreal bowing up one so nine and a half I'm taking it over but but they're bowing out because they think they don't have a chance to move on but like you could I mean you could use look at that and be like do we really have a chance to go that far ah fuck it I'm just gonna stay home but you know but what kind of message is that then yeah, but if, if you're but sitting you could, there... you could also you oh, could hide it I'm, under the guise of personal of safety, though. Yeah. Of course you can. Of course you can. But I'm just playing on the emotional side of all that, and, and that's, what, that's why I think it'll be under. I think there'll be enough... Like, I don't think we're going to see star players sit out. And, I mean, David Price is far from a star player. He was back in his heyday. Now he's not. Felix Hernandez, star player in his heyday. Now he's not. I think we might get a bit of that in the NHL, where there's a few guys you know, in their early 30s who have a young family, who have made their millions and millions, who aren't top six players or top four defensemen, who might just sit there and go, you know, my wife's going to give birth potentially in the next month, or my wife just gave birth, and I want to be there for my family, not playing in some weird 2014 tournament locked up in Edmonton, which you can say what you want about people hating on Edmonton, but I think that's going to be the thought process for a lot of players. So I think we'll see. I think so you're we'll thinking see- like, you're thinking like, I, and I'm just using him as an example based on age, family, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. a guy like a Mike Green. He's made a lot of money. Yeah. He's a you know UFA. I mean? like, he might just yeah. sit there and go, man, I got a young family. You know, I'm probably not even going to be playing every night for the Edmonton Oilers. Probably going to be sitting up in the press box or wherever they're told to sit if they're healthy scratched. I, I just think a guy like that might just go, you know what? I'd love to be there in solidarity and all that. But I'm putting the health of my family first. I'm not coming to Edmonton, and I think you'd have a real hard time, like faulting a guy oh, for that. So, so, so walk me, so walk me through this, right? So, I believe in everyone staying healthy and protecting your family, but how can you say if you're going into a bubble and your family's staying back? I haven't. Are, aren't you protecting your family? Well, you're not there. They don't for want to be time. away from them. Yeah. Well, no, that, well, that's the reality. They are going to be away from them for up to five weeks. Bag milk. That's Here's what true. they should do. Here's what they should do, bag milk. You ready? Hit me. In these unprecedented times, if a player on the roster doesn't play, they must elect as a team to play a 90s alumnus instead. Oh, Sean Van Allen, you're like right. They bring them back. So they have to go contact all the 90s alumni and see who's still in good shape and who can they bring back. And like Doug Waite could be playing with Connor. 
Yeah, like Marius Tchaikovsky fly oh, off the left wing. You know he's still fit. Fucking right. Tchaikovsky rolls in. Every hair in his head looks identical. He's still in game shape. Peter Nedved rolling into town. Yeah. Sports Illustrated. The best. Cover. The wow. 90s and today would be the motto. That sounds like a radio station. Yeah, and a wicked season in 2020 NHL. That's what I'm saying, man. Embrace the weirdness. Let Gretzky play. Fuck, Fuck yeah. It. Be like, anybody who has played for the Oilers, we're going to have a new tryout. And <laughs> everybody think, can play again for the 2020-2021 season. Do you think, let's just, I mean, we're in fantasy land now. Do you think, fifty? let's pretend 59-year-old Wayne Gretzky was allowed to play. Yes. Do you think that he could still be dishing pucks and making passes like he used to? Or is the that hands are still there? You I think the hand? What the, the vision? Maybe still there. I think yeah. he. I think I, I. I think that last heritage classic. I think like, he doesn't play hockey that much. I think he's like that was my last time. Because he's like I'm not. Like people don't want to see what I am right now. Here's I, what you do: you give them all stem cells, right? Yeah. You get them ready for October when they have to come back. And you're like, open tryout, all Oilers alumni, free stem cells. This is the world that President Kanye is creating. If we're going to throw tradition to the wind, let's go for the best we can. There, do it. The uh, Canadian, you're talking about just embracing the weirdness. The Canadian Elite Basketball League, Edmonton Stingers, right? Hashtag Stingers Pride. They're, that league is doing a tournament. And to make theirs a little bit more interesting and intriguing, th- at, with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter... They will turn off the clock. The, they, they, time will not run anymore. Instead, why? why? What was the point of that? Did you play forever? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like it's like in soccer when they we add didn't think this through. Yeah. It's like in soccer when they had injury time. They have no idea how much is getting added or when it's going to end. So let's say Edmonton is beating Regina one hundred to ninety, and there's four Fuck minutes yeah. left in the game. They just add nine points onto 100 because that's the highest score. So the first team to 109 wins. Their idea is that every single game will now end on a buzzer beater. Huh? What the fuck? I don't even understand what you just said. That, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even Here's understand what, you what you're saying. You give both coaches slingshots. Yeah. Yep. And they each get three paintballs a quarter. And they mm-hmm. can fire it at players mid-play. To direct the flow, call it a coach's option. I would watch that shit. Every, I would watch that shit. Let's adapt. Let's adapt to how the world is and make everything more hardcore. It would Think be about like, the crowd, like the people watching, right? So the coach is raising his paintball gun. He's yep. ready to fire. Yeah, he puts it. He puts it back down because it's not the time. Ooh. And it, it, it there would be comes, a, and then it goes down. There'd be a yep. separate camera angle. So like when the coach reaches for his gun for his paintball gun, we should be very clear on that. Not real guns. He like brings right. it up automatically. A little thing in the corner shows him, and it's sponsored as well. Like yes. sponsored by Phoenix Indoor Gun Range. There's like a 70 foot screen, and Kim Kardashian is on screen at all times, and mm-hmm. she can overrule the referees in the event of an incorrect call by just and thumbs I, up, thumbs down. And at any time, she can throw a second ball into play. Yes. <laughs> See, that, basketball is safe. Can you imagine if hockey did that? And it was like, uh, what was the game? It was like that NHL three on three arcade that EA had, like back in 07. It was a long time ago. Um, and at random points, they're just like a second puck is thrown into play. Can you imagine if the NHL did that three on three overtime, but there's two pucks going. Oh, oh Connor and Leon would be unstoppable. They would oh, score God. with, they would have both pucks going down the ice, just simultaneously passing it back and forth to each other. Imagine if you had two pucks on your stick and could score with both pucks accounted for four goals. Of course. Connor could do it. I bet you Connor <laughs> could have two pucks on a penalty shot and score with both pucks. In the last 10 minutes of every qualifying round game, goals are worth two. <laughs> How about that? And they'll be like, man, that pandemic, that game got way more interesting. It, three minutes to go. Edmonton's down one. McDavid bursts up the ice, fires one home. All of a sudden, they're up one. Like, wild <laughs> shit. You get a power play when goals are worth times two? Damn. Um, and then the Blues have to select one player to get COVID on purpose. There was a... Uh, and I have no idea. I'm going to preface this by saying I have no idea if this is real, but in my heart, I hope it was. There was a thing going around Twitter the other day that it was supposedly an inside look at Connor's house. And really? if it's actually real, dude's got great taste. 
Is it? Na- oh, Lauren does. Yeah, no, it's yeah. That's yeah. That that's his house. Was that? Did you see the video I was talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because if you follow Lauren Kyle, you've seen all those photos already. Like it's already it's part of her like portfolio because she's an interior designer. I love that he's got like paintings of Muhammad Ali and stuff up in his house. It's the best. Can you yeah. send this to me? I'll see if I can find it again. I'll, uh, yeah, absolutely. Very or send it to, to all the it. listeners as well. <laughs> send if it can, to me it, and I'll tweet it from I'm gonna the look real right account. Um, I think Connor's house is nicer than Drake's. Bag milk? Ooh. Oh, no, un, no doubt. I honestly do. Drake's house is nice, but it looks weird. Connor's house isn't going for it like that is. Um. I really want to see this now. But like, you know what? If you had like, I'm looking for it right now, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. So I'll find it. But um, Drake though, he's got so much money that he could do some fucking absurd shit. Oh, in his house. don't get me wrong. I love Drake. I love the fact that he went for it. His house is beautiful. In the pantheon of super houses, where both are ten out of ten, I still pick on. It would be really nice and understated, but there's cool shit around. And I didn't see any photos cool of Connor. Yeah, there's no photos of Connor in his house, is there? No. Drake's house is like a Drake museum. Is it really? I I don't know. Uh, Like I've seen, I've seen like one of those kind of real estate fly through things of Drake's house, the one in Toronto, but I've never, um, he's an architectural digest. It's beautiful. Yeah. And there, there, he has that one room. That's like all the sports jerseys he's been like gifted or whatever. And it's fucking sick. He's got one room with all his like MTV awards and shit. Yeah. He also has like a vault in his house where he just keeps stacks of money. Yes. And he has, was it the Rolls Royce where the little owl emblem pops up the top? Mm-hmm. Nasty. Just nasty. Okay. Um, We're at the two-thirds mark of the podcast. So I have a hypothetical for you guys. This is one of the listener questions. Someone tagged me in this and said we should talk about it. Um, there was a thing going around Twitter that was uh, a basketball court, and you basically get a handful of options. You can do a layup for or for $50,000. A three-pointer for like a million, and it, it kind of went like that. So I want to convert it to hockey and know how confident you guys would be doing this. You got a stick, you got a puck, you're playing for a cash prize, just an empty net. So it's not like you need to hit a target; just put it in the net. If you make from the sh- if you make the shot from the crease, you get fifty thousand dollars. If you make it from the blue line, you get a hundred thousand. From the red line is two hundred thousand. From the other end of the ice is a million dollars. Which one would you take a shot at? Do you take the automatic 50K unless you're Patrick Stefan? Do you go to the blue line for 100K because that's a pretty safe distance? Or do you risk it end-to-end for a mil? I go, from the top, I go from the top of the sports net lounge and try to win a bill. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel, I would say I have 70% certainty from the opposite red line and I could hit the net. Well, from yeah. goal line to goal line, you think you could? Seventy percent certainty, I could do it. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's pretty. Yeah, I, I I would feel pretty confident too. Uh, I'm N- going for the millie. NHL sized rink, though, like that's a long distance. Yeah, there, it's two hundred feet. Like, uh, but like that was a thing. I remember when I was a kid, I used to just sit there and fire them all the way. Like, I feel like I said, it's been a minute, mm-hmm. but seventy <laughs> percent. I feel seventy percent confident I could do it. With that on, like, the line, we're not talking about going through like a little hole, right? Like, no, just you, empty netter. Yeah, I, yeah. Go really? big or go home. I don't think. Yeah, I, nerves I feel included, way more I confident. I feel more confident going goal on a goal and then trying to make a three pointer for a million. Really? Like I would choose. I in in the basketball one, I would definitely try for the three pointer for a million. I wouldn't do the half court. But uh, in, the, in the hockey one, yeah, I think I'd go full length. I'd, I'd tell you, like, the, 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 I feel so much more confident that I could hit an empty net from the opposite side of the ice than I could hitting a three-pointer on a 10-foot net. Like, it's not close. Yeah. To me, like, the, the, I may go, if this was the NBA style, I may go half-court because I feel like I would have just as much luck hitting from half-court as I would from hitting a three-pointer. For me, like if you actually presented me with these options, I would have a hard time doing anything other than just the bare minimum 50K option because if I miss, I don't think I would forgive myself. <laughs> That's true. This is why you can't golf for shit, your MJ. Exactly. But what if you make it? For What if you make the million dollar shot? Then life is taken care of. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, like 50 grand is a lot of money, but that's not life-changing money. I don't need life-changing money, though. I think I just need 50 grand. I don't know. I think I honestly think I would beat myself up so mentally if I missed that, like, having to go through that. I just don't are you, even want it. Jack, how are you crumbling in a theoretical situation? <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm sweating yourself. thinking about lie it. Lie to yourself, Ram Chuck. This is how you build yourself up. You're like, of course I'll make that shit. Like, there's no possible scenario here where you could be proven wrong. Uh. <laughs> And just, bravado, like, my friend. What if you take the 50k, Remchuk, and yeah. you're just like, okay, you bang it in from the crease. That's an easy one. But then you just think, fuck, I should have at least gone to the blue line. I, I, I think I might go to the blue to the line. Center. I think I would have gone blue line. I don't think I'd go center though. Like, like if I'm honesty, at the blue line, if I'm at the blue line, I'm clapping it in. Yeah, as you should. Like a nice hard half clap. Well, I'm going full clap. You're Rem like, you're, you're 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 going from the guy who's scared to do it from inside the net. So now saying he's going to take a clapper from the blue, blue line. No, I would do blue line in hockey and basketball. Like the option was layup for fifty or free throw for a hundred. I don't trust myself to make a free throw. I don't trust myself to make a fucking uh, a layup. <laughs> so that's why I'm going full court. Or uh, I'd full. I go full court. Hit it for maximum money. Then walk up to the hottest celebrity of the game, female, thank you, drop to a knee and propose in the mm. same motion. And then be like, oh shit, that guy just proposed to Halle Berry or whoever courtside. B. Arthur, perhaps? B. Arthur loves basketball. Well, I just won a million. B. Arthur, will you be mine? She'd be like, of course, you're hot. <laughs> I'd be like, shit, your M. Jack wouldn't even have the nuts to dream the scenario up. That's right. No, I wouldn't. 50 grand ain't gonna get you B. Arthur. No, meanwhile, me and B. Arthur have floated away in a hot air balloon, and the camera's like, this all happened in 45 seconds. Wasn't yeah. that the case in that, like, um, a few years back on that CFL thing where a dude punted or uh, kicked a 50 yard field goal for a million bucks? Yeah, what? I remember that. He did? And he yeah, did he not, booted it right through. He did not look like the type of guy who would nail a 50 yard field goal. And he made a million dollars. Yeah, CFO kicked. Oh man, I hope that guy's life turned out good. I hope so too, man. I hope like that didn't ruin him. I hope I didn't ruin his day. He just fired a laser beam through the up- uprights too. Like he booted that baby. Uh, Fifty-yard field You need a fucking leg and a half for that. Wendy's, okay, what do you? Wendy's kick. What for do you a feel more confident in? Whoops. Sorry, I was. Just, ahead, I, just, I just had that Wendy's kick for a million. I believe it was back in 2011 because that's when this video was posted. But there was also the moment a couple years ago where uh, they also do a thing where if two kickoffs are both returned for touchdowns in the same game, they get a million bucks. The second one was in the process of being ran in. This lady named Karen from, I believe, Winnipeg. Oh, Karen. Oh, poor Karen. Yeah, it's been a rough go. Um, (laughs) They're about to run back the second one. Egregious penalty call. Like, an awful, awful call. Costs her the $1 million prize. She ended up out of it because everyone made a big stink online, obviously. She ended up getting a bunch of shit. Like, they flew her family. Uh, She won a $25,000 entertainment system. Uh, She also got to, like, go to the Grey Cup and bring her whole family. She got, like, groceries for the rest of her life. Like, a bunch of stuff out of it. Inside job? Maybe. Sounds like an inside job. Imagine you could have a contest for Karen where the prize is the using the resources of Safeway or whoever sponsors it, they ruin her worst enemy's life. And they're like, Oh my God, they destroyed her credit. Oh no, they keyed her car. And then they just have a camera on Karen as she's watching in delight as they do that for her. Karen would enjoy that. Your Amtrak, would you watch that show? Watch what show? Oh, you're new to the podcast? Yes. The scenario I just described in vivid detail, 4k. No, I was getting my buttons ready. I did not even listen to that. How is it that the person on earth who dislikes the podcast most <laughs> somehow is in charge of interrupting it and not listening to it? It's just what There's, I do. What buttons are you getting ready? This one. I think he's putting on his good church suit. Because I want to talk You're about forgiven. You are forgiven. I'm excited. Big Brother 20 All-Star Edition. Oh, 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 the best. Apparently, it is happening. This makes sense because this game is made for pandemia. It is. Mm -hmm. 
So I've got uh, I've got the article open on TMZ right now. Perfect. So uh, apparently for season 22 of Big Brother, they were going to do the normal thing where they cast and they do all of that stuff. But then fucking coronavirus hit and they realized <laughs> uh, it's a little thing. Uh, they realized that finding new cast members would take too long under their normal yes time, the way they normally do it. So they decided instead to pivot to an all-star season because they know these people are already good on TV. They already understand the game. They don't really have to put as much time into finding people and explaining things. So it looks like we're going to get started here, at least pre-production, by the end of the month because they're going to get contestants flying out. Then they got two weeks in quarantine before they go into the house. And then from there... Away we go. Yeah, there was so a big brother start in August. Yeah, it looks like an August start date for Big Brother Twenty Two. Oh yes. And like, okay, so I I had it now. I can't find it. The potential of who the All Star cast could be. The one that drove me nuts was Paul coming back again. Ah, uh, give it to him because this guy's had what now? Like, and I don't mind him, but this guy's give had it how, to him. he's had how many cracks at winning this thing? And obviously, Matt, it's not for him. But he was runner-up in back-to-back seasons. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. He's a Phil Mickelson of okay. Um, Big Brother. But do you remember that second season when he was playing with all the newbies and like everyone was just in love with him? Like I don't even. But, like, but now, but now he won't be the big dog in an all-star. He team. won't. So he can go in there and he can try to swing a dick around, but everybody's going to be like, whatever, man, I won season eight. Fuck you. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I like it because everything is wrestling a little bit. People hated Paul. Yeah. They liked Paul. They hated Paul. People are going to talk about it. So it makes perfect sense. He's an easy one. Throw him in the house right now. Um, is Swaggy P coming back? That's Swaggy C. C. Despite being, yeah, Swaggy P's a rapper. Despite being kicked out the third week of his season. This guy never goes away. He's everywhere. I That's true. I saw him attached to one of like the rumor pages as I was doing research for this topic. Um, but the part of me also looks at it and goes like, he didn't get evicted. Like he left on bad terms, presumably with like production and shit. So would well, they remember want- how the Canadian big brother this season went to shit, right? Everybody was self evicting and people were getting kicked out for threatening people. Yeah, yeah, oh, that wait, is yeah, true. No, and then yeah. they just they just like they just uh. didn't explain it either. They were just like something happened, keep going now. <laughs> and then again something happened. Swaggy and, C was voted out. Yeah, he was. Sorry, that's my bad. He was definitely voted out. But didn't he like manage to knock up his now wife yeah, on the show? That's the story I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they had a kid. They're together, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my question hey, who is, like, you said Swaggy C. Is there anyone else from the history of Big Brother that you're like, damn, I want to see them back in there? Well, tell you me know, about what Mike Boogie did. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. You know who I would love to see in an all-star season is fucking Chilltown because they were the best. Yeah. yeah. However, but I promise you that Mike, uh, that Mike Boogie and Will Kirby will not be on the show. Uh, Dr. Will, he actually has a career, so he's doing his thing. However, Mike Boogie did get, and this is a, a headline that I got for you, Big Brother star Mike Boogie Malin arrested for threatening former Chilltown ally Dr. Will Kirby. What? That's so unchilltown. What? Oh, yeah, so unchill. There is no Chilltown here. So while Dr. Will Kirby and Mike Boogie created some of the most memorable moments in Big Brother history with their notorious Chilltown alliance, the two are no longer on good terms after kirby decided not to appear on another show with malin it was uh the amazing race the now 40 year old 49 year old mike boogie started sending disturbing messages to his former ally including threats on his family uh, resulting in his arrest uh, his arrest ooh. so uh okay. chill town is no more chill town's behind bars that is disappointing yeah yeah, so the the two remained friends uh, post Big Brother. Around 2018, CBS contacted the former allies to see if they were interested in competing in the Amazing Race as a team. Doctor Will is now a affluent surgeon. Mike yeah, he's Boogie got, is appearing he, at a local wet T-shirt contest. 
yeah, it's like Dr. Will's got shit going on, man. He's he's like, all right, I did reality TV. Like, I won a season. I was back. Like, I do the little round table thing at the end of the yeah. year. Everybody loves it. And then, that's, yeah. you know, that's fine. But, yeah, so then, so then Mike Boogie got dark. And he wow. starts sending text messages that are um, threatening. I don't are they, list, are they I don't listed? listed? I don't oh. have them listed here in front of me in this article. On this, I'm on USA Today. But it just says that the text messages were aggressive, threatening, to the point where Will Kirby contacted the police with screenshots. And so, it was enough to get arrested. So you know, it was good. Yeah, yeah, so unfortunately, no chill temp. I think they should make them settle it inside the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to see a season. That would be amazing Big Brother footage if they put them in now. And they're like, real life, go in this house. I'd love to see them do a season where it's all duos. Like, just a bunch of duos. And that's all the season is. Just to see, like, which ones could last the longest and which duos would just completely crumble out of the gate. Like, who's turning on who first? I'd love to see that. Well, that's the best part about Big Brother, right? I I love the conniving aspect of it. It's the best. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Who well, else is supposed to be on the show? Who I, else is on I saw it rumored that Tyler would be coming back from a couple seasons ago. Of course, curly uh, hair fella. Yep. Yep. So handsome. He yep. gets handsome Tyler. Uh, I saw Derek might be involved. Ooh. And Derek. He, that guy, he's a, he's he a cop, right? Yeah. And he was oh, the in, that guy. He'd be, I'm fascinated to see a guy like him in an All-Stars episode because in his season, no one figured out he was a cop. Like, he basically tricked everyone in the house to thinking he was stupid, and he was not. He was the furthest thing from it. So in an all-star season, how can, because he's clearly a really, really bright guy, but when everyone's on to you and knows what your shtick is, how can you change and adapt? I'd be fascinated to watch a guy like him. Uh, a guy like Ian, I think, was rumored to maybe be coming back. Oh, fuck. Ian won because no one liked Paul. Uh, so bring I back that, JC. Is he coming back? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Fuck yeah, bring back JC. Is he? Isn't, it, isn't oh. that a guy with his own, got, getting himself in his own kind of trouble? Yeah, well, he's the but, only guy. <laughs> he's the only guy making more money than Dr. Will. So I found uh, a couple of screenshots here from uh, Mike Boogie to Dr. Will. Jeez. The one that got oh, cops boy. showing up at his door was a screenshot of Mike Boogie holding a handgun, allegedly, in my opinion, pointed at a picture of Will's wife's head from Google Images. And that was sent to Dr. Will. That is a showstopper, as we call it in the industry. Yeah, allegedly, Dr. Will took the images and contacted local law enforcement as well as the FBI. And Mike was arrested, Mike Boogie was arrested for and charged with criminal threats. Yeah, that would would constitute that type of action. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I, I, I side with Will. Yeah, I mean, like, he's got shit going on. He doesn't want to go in the Amazing Race, but you want him to do. <laughs> I am now down a wormhole of looking at just, like, some a little obscure Big Brother characters. You guys remember Judd? Judd. Big Brother 15. He was a weirdo. Johnny Mac, too? Oh, yeah, I remember. I was doing Johnny <laughs> Mac. Was he the dentist? <laughs> remember he's always... What was his, like, hand signal he always did? Uh, he had, like, know. a signature. Like, was he always doing peace in all the photos? Every time he would vote? Oh, See, I got out of Big Brother for about a decade. So, oh, what? Yeah, I did. I got tired of it, and I bounced out. And then because working at The Nation... Uh, Jay would be talking with about it with some of the boys, and I was like, "Well, I guess I got to watch Big Brother now." And now I'm back hooked in it. Go out, hook uh, but what? Yeah, absolutely. But what I wish that they still did on Big Brother is now everybody is like young and jacked, and there's like one old person in there. Mm-hmm. I think we need a better mix. What about I Cliff agree. last year? He was amazing. But like that's oh. what I mean. Like there's there's Cliff there's, Hog went deep, and Cliff was my boy, but he was like the only old guy. I want an old person alliance. See the Golden Girl? Yeah. I think you want to watch Golden Golden Girls. B. Arthur? Great job. Flew away to hot air balloon after I hit the million dollar shot. Full court. You're MJ. I just fucking sky hooked her and then was like, who's the hottest mama in this? We're going home, baby. She's going to go get you a half a mil. Yeah. You want to go halfers on life? I said to her. She said, sure. Hold my beer. Got to go with Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy we got some Big Brother talk in. I missed having Big Brother talk. It feels like it's been a year since we've been when able to talk start? about reality TV. 
I, I saw a thing here that just said production may be pushed back, but they're gunning for August. So I got a uh, I got a list of some other folks that may ah, okay. appear. Uh, Derek Lavisser, you mentioned. Yeah. Yep. Dan Geesling. Ooh. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. I, I still say one of the best episodes of Big Brother ever was Dan's funeral. <laughs> I still don't quite get what he was doing, but it worked. It worked. Uh, Casey Clark, who's the winner of season 12. Yeah. Tyler should have yeah. won that season. Uh, Josh, who won season 19. Paul probably oh, should have won that pants. season. Yeah, Pots and Pants, Josh. Pots and Pants. That season of Casey... That was probably the best athletic performance in all of Big Brother history in terms of just dominating. Watching Tyler uh, just win everything? Oh, Casey was unbelievable in all the physical competitions. At Remember? the end, yeah. She, she the turned end, it on and won yeah. like six in a row. Yeah. Uh, so Paul was mentioned. Janelle from season six, seven, and 14. Uh, Nicole, season 21. Devon oh, they should Rock. do a train wreck one where they invite all the most toxic people down and make them have a show of it. Oh, that yeah. would be great. Big Brother After Dark. Yeah, Big Brother Unstable. Season 22. Nicole, oh, the, the, Nicole who's like hooked up with Vinny? No, the Nicole who is in an alliance with Cliff. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the one other listed here is Devon Rogers. She's in 17 and 18. I remember her, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. No JC, though, unfortunately, won you. Yeah. Balder dad. Start he's probably got to clear, clear his schedule. He's America's greatest action hero. Jesus. Just kidding. He, he's doing pornography. Is he actually? Yeah. I kind of thought really? that's what you were cool. hinting at, but I didn't He's doing pornography. I had to unfollow him on Instagram because I'm like, man, do I love Big Brother? And I was like, what in the hell is all of this? I probably shouldn't have searched this. Yeah, I, bring back I uh, bring back Haley too, but that's just for me being selfish because I loved her. Yeah, she. <laughs> All right, I think we got to wrap this up. <laughs> We're getting to weird areas. Need to give some love to Jappa. Their fleet it's ready for someone is calling me. Ignore that. Jappa's fleet is ready for rental season. Whether you're looking for daily, weekly, monthly earth moving equipment rentals, Jappa has you covered. Check them out jappamachinery.com or seven eight zero nine six two five two seven two. Shout out to Oodle Noodle as well. We love Oodle Noodle. I've been craving green onion cakes ever since I saw a green onion cakes meme today on their Instagram. Bag milk our work. I just, you know what? I, I, after you sent me that meme, I, all I want is to order 55 green onion cakes. I, I love them. We can handle it. We gotcha. The excitement of the Oodle Noodle social media summit. RJ going, we should have photos of actual product. And I'm like, perhaps at first blush, yes. But in fact, it's the memes we love on Insta. Because they always win, don't they, Bagno? Oh, they're the best. Yeah. It's not about actual food. It's about a lifestyle. That's true. All right. That is, uh, that's going to do it for another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Shout out to you three for sticking around. Shout out to Chalmers for coming, demanding that we give him as much attention as possible, and then leaving without saying goodbye. Huge respect well, for why, that move. That's why I made the title of this podcast... Are there any hot button topics you need my opinion on? <laughs> it's just that That's was the most title. Chalmers. That was the most Chalmers quote of the Can you put whatever video it was that you wanted to see sent to you? Can you put that in the thing so I can see it? And also the kick to win video. Yeah, we I can, can get. The yeah, I, I'm yeah. having a hard time finding the McDavid House one, but definitely okay. the kick to win. Yeah. Ooh, I might be able to find that tweak that was sent to me in a group chat. Nice. Yeah, All send right. that. Send that my way. So I'll definitely throw that in there. So if you want those videos, go to the article on OilersNation.com. Give us some clicks. Episode 194 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 